Hello and welcome to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gerrand, and I'll be giving you my honest thoughts on the books I read. While the reviews will be short and to the point, they'll include everything you want to know without any spoilers to help you figure out what you should read next. So with that said, let's jump right in. Hi everyone. So after doing the last episode on the biography about Nikola Tesla, which was a book I didn't like and was thus a negative review, I wanted to bring things back around with a positive book review. So this episode is going to be about a book I read in 2021 and absolutely loved. It's also a thriller, which if you've been listening to my podcast for a while or know me in person, then you'll know that this is my biggest guilty pleasure genre. But it really stood out to me and set itself apart from other thriller books. I feel like a lot of books in the thriller or suspense genre can end up being pretty similar. Even when their plots are drastically different from one another, I feel like the tone is always the same. Whereas in this book, the tone felt like this unique mix of being serious, suspenseful, and action-packed, while also having this kind of dry, dark humor or satire as well. Which is something I find to be common in Japanese literature, being very dark while also having these sort of tongue-in-cheek moments. And at this point, I realized I haven't told you the title of the book I'm referring to. It's Bullet Train by the popular author Kotaro Isaka. The premise for the book, which I'm sure you might have guessed, takes place on a bullet train. This high-speed train is headed from Tokyo to Morioka, and there are several characters and different storylines that all take place on this train. There's Nanao, who considers himself to be the unluckiest assassin in the world, as he boards the train with the simple task of grabbing a particular suitcase and then getting off at the next stop. Unbeknownst to him, however, there are two other assassins, or mobster goons, and they're also after the very same suitcase. But these three aren't the only dangerous passengers on board the train. There's also a schoolboy named Satoshi, or the prince as his friends call him. Although he's just a young schoolboy who's about the age of a middle schooler, he's not as innocent as you might think, but rather a vicious and cunning psychopath. And chasing after the prince is another assassin, who's going after him for recently pushing a little boy off a roof of a building, which has left him unconscious in the hospital. So when all of these assassins realize that they're on the same train together, they also realize that their missions are more intertwined than they ever could have thought. It'll have you wondering who's going to make it off the train alive, and what awaits them at the last stop. As you can imagine, this book is suspenseful, complex, and nail-biting while also weaving in some dark, dry humor. And the way the story is told is by shifting through each of the characters, or assassins, perspectives for each chapter. There's never a dull moment or lull in the story. That being said, the book is also never confusing. It's always incredibly clear what's going on, what the different storylines are, and how they're intertwined. Which is something that's not easy to do. So the result is this energetic, entertaining, and gripping story that keeps you immersed and invested from start to finish, which is also due to not only being a great plot, but great writing. There are a lot of really great quotes in this book that I found myself writing down or underlining. And this is also due to the fact that it was a great translation, a lot better than others I've read. 
So I want to give credit to the translator, Sam Melissa, someone who holds a PhD in Japanese literature from Yale and has translated works by several different popular Japanese authors. Just remember, it is still a Japanese book, so there might be some small cultural things, bits of dialogue or interactions that might seem slightly odd to a Western reader. Just keep that in mind. That being said, it's probably no surprise that this book is already a bestseller in Japan, along with Europe and the US. I personally love that the entire story takes place solely on this bullet train. I love when stories are sort of isolated in time and or geography. It's this sort of encapsulated thriller, which is definitely what adds to the overall tension. But it's not just physical tension. There's also a major psychological element to the story. And apparently myself and other readers aren't the only ones who loved this book, because Hollywood is bringing it to the big screen and making their own version of the story that's supposed to come out sometime this year. It's actually a super funny coincidence. After reading this book last year, I immediately had the thought that this would make a great film, and I scribbled that down in my notes, and then a couple months later, I saw the news that this was being turned into a movie, so that was kind of cool to see. But I feel very conflicted about it. On one hand, I'm thrilled for the author, Kataro Isaka. Get that bag, cash in, I'm all for it. However, I am super bummed about the way that Hollywood is reimagining it and essentially whitewashing it. While there are some Asian actors in the movie and some other people of color, they're all playing small roles. While actors like Sandra Bullock, Brad Pitt, Aaron Taylor Johnson, they're all playing the leads, the assassins I mentioned. This is just a really great work of Japanese literature and I would have loved to have seen a Japanese production or a Hollywood production that cast Japanese and Asian actors. We saw how successful the Korean drama Squid Game was, so I'm just disappointed this isn't going down an even remotely similar path. But I'm sure I'll go see the movie whenever it comes out. It's just gonna kill me a little bit inside. But on the bright side, I have all of you listeners, so I can urge you to go read the book either instead of or before seeing the movie so you can enjoy Bullet Train, how it was meant to be enjoyed i.e. before Hollywood butchers it. But also watch me say that and then end up loving the movie. That's a very real possibility. But that being said, if you're interested in reading Bullet Train, it's great for anyone who's a fan of the movie Seven Psychopaths. It has a vaguely similar premise, but it also has the same tone. It's also an action-packed thriller with a very unique cast of characters with some dark satirical humor. At the same time, Bullet Train also gives me John Wick vibes as well. There's just something to the story, particularly the action scenes that made me draw that comparison. Because this book actually had great fight scene descriptions, which is something I rarely see in books. Oftentimes they're just very convoluted and difficult to follow. I can't form a great mental picture of what's exactly happening. I genuinely try to follow and walk through the exact fight they're describing, but somehow it never actually makes total sense. I'll walk through it and somehow something just doesn't add up as to how the author arrives at their conclusion for the fight scene. Like a knife should be in a different hand or someone is grabbed from an angle that just couldn't have been possible. You get the idea. 
but that wasn't the case here. And it was something that really stood out to me that added to my enjoyment as a reader and added to that John Wick style imagery in my head. And it wasn't until after looking up the movie details for this episode that I saw the director of John Wick is actually going to be directing Bullet Train. Again, kind of a cool thing to find out after the fact. But I also love John Wick, so again, further evidence that I might just be eating my words when it comes to this film. But I digress. This was a five-star book and one that I would definitely recommend if this sounds like something you'd enjoy too. And just so you know, for the next book review, I'm going to be keeping in line with the Japanese theme, but we're going to switch gears on the genre. I'm going to be talking about another amazing book I read at the end of 2021, but it's about the history and impact that Japan has had on the world technologically and culturally ever since the end of World War II. So if that sounds like something you'd like to read as well, then keep your eyes peeled for the next episode. In the meantime, be sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. That's the biggest way to support me and the podcast. Be sure you're following on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books. And if you have a Goodreads account, I'm also on there at Brutally Honest Books for anyone who wants to add the books I review to their reading list. But with all that said, thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. If you like this show, you can rate and review on iTunes, and be sure to follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books.